Good morning! You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW. I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. I am still in Kauai on location and doing the show from Kapa'a, Hawaii, downtown. And joining me this morning is Don McDaniel. Hello, Dina. Happy to be here today. Aloha. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a, a very fun trip. I'm ready to come home in a couple days. But uh, I want to tell a little bit more about my experiences here at Dolphin Touch Wellness Center. And that's where I met you. Yes, absolutely. I walked in the wellness center and there you were. And I think we hit it off right away. And I, you, you, I, right away we, we hit it off. And then you got a session with me took some of my classes and I think at the last class um, your story resonated with me because I had some of a friend going through some of the same things that you were talking about so for the listeners who haven't heard your story because you were on before briefly when I got back from that trip let the listeners know a bit about what you went through a couple years three years ago it's going, approaching five years wow, ago five years um, ago I had pneumonia well first off I was a very healthy um, woman, you know, never had any health issues, um, but I got sick with pneumonia and I was prescribed um, levofloxacin, which is generic for Levaquin. It's an antibiotic. Um, and after the second dose, 12 hours after the second dose, I was sent into full blown anxiety um, like a black cat. Um, I couldn't control my body. I was just like, something is clearly wrong. Um, I walked out on the deck and, and had a flash that I could just dive on my head, you know, um, and that, that escalated, um, over the next couple of weeks where I called my mother for help. She came to try to, you know, soothe me. I was having insomnia, anxiety really bad, um, just in a horrendous state. I had gone to the ER, um, when I noticed something was clearly wrong and they just looked at me as if, well, so you're having an anxiety attack. Basically they just, they didn't know what to do for me. Um, that continued to escalate. I fled the Island because I didn't want to, my children to see me in that state. I tried to get help in Santa Cruz, California, where I had some alternative doctors, but still, um, it wasn't appearing that anything was helping me. And my mom at that point was saying, I need to get back to my life in Baja why don't you come down there? She has like a mini resort. And so I thought, well, maybe if I get down there, it'll be real calm and I can finally get some sleep. But I still wasn't sleeping. Um, I was having <clears throat> mental anguish, which is excruciating. Um, and these are all things that just, you were not this person before. No, I never had. I mean, I had situational anxiety where you know, my 13 year old was out in 20 foot surf and I was a little freaked <laughs> out, normal. but right. But never anything like this, this was chemically induced. Um, but, and it wasn't even so much that it was just the anxiety, but that it sent me into, um, intrusive thoughts, um, suicidal, homicidal, graphic, um, borderline seizures, um, 
there was a lot of symptoms, but the ones that stayed the longest that were the scariest were, um, you know, the agoraphobia, um, the insomnia and the anxiety. And mostly I think this thing that scared me the most and my family was the intrusive thoughts. Um, I was looking up ways to commit suicide and, um, just trying to stay, basically I was trying to just hunker down and ride it out because I was scared to put another pharmaceutical on it. I was like, I don't really want to take another medication after a medication already did this to me. Mm -hmm. But what I did end up doing four and a half months after riding it out was I had my mom fly me back up to California and I did check myself into the ward because I w it was getting to the point where my reality was... I was losing my reality more and more. and I wasn't getting the breaks in between. And it was just exhausting and scary. Very scary. Um, I, I, now that I've come out of it, I, it's, it's almost hard to even drum up exactly what I went through. It was, I think our bodies protect ourselves from that. Well, like, and it's, I have a friend that's coming out of it too. And like, he, it, it was like a nightmare. And each day rem remembers a little bit more yeah. of this time it's 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 and it's it does feel like the darkness is is there but when you're in it you don't know you can't do anything about it no I knew I I mean when I was in it I knew what was going on it was and I think maybe that was the part of me that was working for myself because <clears throat> in meaning in a good way because I was always thinking things out like well, if I commit suicide, you know, how is my body going to be recovered and how is my family going to get closure? Well, if you commit suicide, you don't get to know the answers to those questions, you know? And um, I think that that was keeping me from doing it. So I look at it now as there was an aspect of myself that was looking out for me. Um, but meanwhile, there's all this, you know, turmoil and chaos and horrific things going on that I, that I can't control, you know? I mean... It was, it was probably like a really bad, bad acid trip that didn't stop for six months. Yeah. I mean, and then they, you went into this, the psych ward. So it? yeah, I had her fly me to the psych ward in Santa Clara, checked myself in. And as soon as I walked through those doors, I thought, oh my God, I might not be coming out. Like, I just thought I didn't have any experience with that. And I just thought that they would, you know, just strap you down and shoot you up with whatever they want. I mean, I didn't know. But what they want to do is they want to drug you and stabilize you or try to stabilize you and get you out as soon as possible. And they wanted to let me out on something that they generally don't prescribe long term, which was Ativan. Because as soon as they gave me one dose of Ativan, everything slowed down and I was able to sleep. And it was like this sense of calm came over me. But what I've learned now is that those drugs aren't supposed to be prescribed for very long. And I ended up leaving there with a prescription of um, Klonopin, which is a, its sister drug. It's a benzodiazepine and it's um, longer lasting than Ativan. And, and I was on that for 13 months in addition to several other meds that they put on top of each other, right? So ultimately I left the hospital with three, on three medications. And then once I transferred back to Kauai, I was on five medications. Um, I could name them all. Please do. Um, Remeron, Klonopin, um, Ambien, Latuda, and Lexapro. And a few of those are benzodiazepines. Well, um, or form Klonopin of. is a benzodiazepine and I believe Ambien is very, very close yes. to the same thing. Um, and so I, I don't know. I just felt like I was, I finally made it home. I finally made it home to Hawaii. Um, 
after six months of staying at my father's house, uh, once I got out of the ward, I, because I was still having really bad intrusive thoughts of uh, my family members, like my closest family members. And I didn't want to return home because mm -hmm. I didn't want to face that. Um, <clears throat> I do feel like the medication slowed everything down, but there's repercussions to being on all that as well, because there's all kinds of horrendous side effects that come with these medications like rapid, rapid pacing, rapid movement. Um, I gained 20 pounds, not to mention just waking up and being a complete zombie. And that's when I realized that I needed to eliminate one of the drugs. And I, I got rid of Ambien or not Ambien, um, Latuda really quickly within a month. I tapered that. Um, and then I continued to taper all of those medications over 15 months. So I took it very, very slow. Um, I used a dry scale and a, or a, uh, yeah, I used a dry cutting. So I, the pills were dry and a scale to shave off, um, no more than 10% per dose per month. Um, and I would do one medication at a time. And how did you learn about that? So I learned about that through, um, there's some groups online, um, there's one called benzodiazepine recovery group and, and the Ashton manual, um, is a manual that, that was written by a professor that did the largest study on people coming off of benzodiazepines. And so she's written a manual and that is very helpful. It's saving lives because what I gathered through the groups was that doctors are rapid tapering people or cold turkeying turkeying people and sending them into a, a worse state of mind than they were in before they ever even got on the medications. And then they look and I'm like, Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, they, and they don't help them once they're harmed. And that's the thing that's so bad. So I got, I, <clears throat> I took it upon myself to educate myself before I began my taper through the groups. And I saw a common thread or a common theme that doctors are just doing this to people. And I thought, you know what, there's no way, man, I'm going to, I'm going to get ahead of this and deal with this before my doctor decides to taper me him, his way or take a drug away. Exactly. And yeah. And so I, I never told my doctor I was tapering. I just took it in my own hands, used the group, used the Ashton manual. Um, and as I eliminated each drug, I just went back and said, I was done with that now. And you know, not really many questions. And did they ask how you did it? Or um, I think, you know, I was at a, a mental health clinic where there were sometimes stand-in doctors. I never really had a great rapport with my doctor, mm -hmm. so I didn't really feel like I even wanted to share a whole lot with them. I just sort of took it in my own hands. And, and, um, and I know and, there, there are really <laughs> good doctors. I've been on this island. I've learned so much. There are really good doctors who prescribe only what is needed, and they give it sparingly to people and they pull them off as soon as they can they help them and then there's also different doctors that people they do get a percentage of these these prescriptions and so there's something really out of control and I think it's it's catching up with the doctors because of the pharmaceutical companies giving them kickbacks but it's it's clear to me that they went way too far over prescribing and now we're at a place where they're stopping that and that's where maybe they pull the drug away and like they don't give oxycodone or oxycodone or those things like they used to at all but a lot of things are changing because knowledge is power with these facebook groups so mm -hmm. um after the break we're going to talk about that because i want to talk more about tapering how okay. slow you go and how you did it okay. you're okay. listening to lift your spirits with dina reese stay tuned we'll be right back we plan in the island 
Thinking about getting away for a day or an overnight stay? Pristine Pacific Northwest Island Beauty is closer and more affordable than you may think. From unspoiled hills to uncrowded Puget Sound shoreline, from wildlife and stately evergreen forests to bald eagles and blue herons, Whidbey and Camino Islands have it all. They're both located in Puget Sound and are an easy drive from either Seattle or Vancouver, B.C. Both islands are accessible by bridge, and each island is a wonder of nature and scenic beauty to be enjoyed by the entire family. To visit this classic Pacific Northwest experience, visit WhidbeyCamanoIslands.com or like them on Facebook to see all they have to offer. You'll discover that island time is just a short drive away and can be affordably yours this weekend. Whidbey and Camano Islands, the shortest distance to far away. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Lingley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Bill makes me happy when skies are gray. And I live color. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on location in Kauai at Dolphin Touch Wellness Center in the little town of Kapa'a. And joining me this morning is Don McDaniel. And I was really kind of naive. I was very naive because I, I had clients come to me on antidepressants and things, but I would never say don't take your meds, you know, and they would come for Reiki or healing. And when I met you, it just a light bulb went on because uh, Seth Yamamoto here in town yeah. had just started taking medications um, a couple years ago and, you know, two months later he had taken his life. And so these things, Kauai is really... Um, teaching me a lot about, you know, one, healing, healing with exercise and, and group therapy and talking and even the, the Reiki and all these things. 
but when it comes to medications you have to be so careful and you were put in a position where you would have to and take these drugs away slowly mm-hmm. and so for the listeners how can you do that and how do the people around you help you do that can we well, I think that's a really good question, Dina. Um, I think some people, I'm, I think that you can help some people, but it, I think it's ultimately going to come down to the person that's dealing with the medications themselves. Um, I do know that I had a very strong will um, to navigate the storm, and I do think it's individual. Um, but yes, I think having my husband there as a solid rock helped. Um, he didn't do my tapering for me. I set out to do it. Um, I had my little booklet, I had my little week, um, you know, case where I set my pills and I, and I just set a day where, okay, today's my taper day and I would set it out and shave off what I needed and set it up. So I used a scale, weighed my pill, um, shaved enough off to get it to the right weight. And I'm, like I said earlier, it was, um, 10% per dose per month. So it's very, very slow. Um, it took me 15 months to taper off of all five of the medications. And as I went, I felt better as I went the whole time. Um, and so for me, I had a pretty easy time tapering. Many people, that's not the case. Um, they have to go much, much slower. Um, they're in a lot of different um, pain and agony you know all kinds of things can go on as you're coming off of these things and that's where I think it can be even a little bit tricky too and that the doctors will try to tell you that oh see you need your medication but really it's the repercussions of the medication so like Angie Angie Peacock uh, medicating normal this movie that's coming out and she's been on the show twice she said her doctor said she didn't like it she said we'll keep taking it because it gets better and it never did get better, no. but then she started getting that numbing or dumbing down or mm-hmm. zombie thing where yes. she couldn't make decisions for herself no. anymore. She wasn't leaving her house. No. Her her libido was gone. She basically, like you said, gained weight and just hid out mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. years. I think she even got divorced, I mean, in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're on it full force, it's hard to go. You can't see very well. No. No, no, you can't see very well at all. It's very cloudy. Um, and, and with me, I just think, I know I've been at a, a very dark place where I was about to go and check myself in. That was like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And you and I have that same thing. If we exercise, yeah. it takes me out of that sinking. For me, it was depression. It takes me out of that sinking or anxiety. Yeah. Get those little, those natural endorphins working for you. Mm-hmm. It helps for sure. So that's what I did was I moved my body. I, and my husband would have to drag me out walking and I would be hanging on to him because I was so weak. Um, and just kind of stumbling, not not very solid at all in my own, my own self. And um, but with time, I got stronger. And and I do believe that time tincture is what healed me from my original hit from the fluoroquinolone. I don't think these drugs healed me. They may have taken the edge off of the intensity of the symptoms that were coming at me so strongly. But again, like I said, there's repercussions then to those medications. Um, I'm, I'm a lucky one that I was able to get out of it, um, you know, alive basically. Um, and, and, and you, I really do believe in these Facebook groups because you get to talk to other people and ask questions and they're not doctors because if I go online and I look up benzodiazepine, first thing that comes over to the right is somebody wanted to answer questions for me and they are 
doctors or, you know, they're, they're yeah. selling a medication is what they're doing. I definitely believe that talking with the people that are going through it is the way you need to talk to the people that are going through it. The doctors, they kind of have a, a shield up. They're sort of like not, um, yeah, it probably hasn't happened to them. Um, I don't know how they can see all these people coming in with all these symptoms and still not really see clear. But if you get on the groups, one of them is benzodiazepine recovery group. Um, on there, you can get a lot of information and you can see what's going on for these people that, that are on these medications. Um, I think there's probably a, a Facebook group for any medication. <laughs> um, psychiatric medication that you're on you can find one. Um, and it's a lot of support. It, it's great to see, to see that you're not alone for one. And then also to get a plan, a plan of, of approach of how to deal with it. Um, rather than only listening to your doctor, that's going to tell you now you need another medication when you're already on three or four, they just want to give you another one because of the symptoms that you're explaining to them. And Angie was on 17. My friend was on 12. And when you get that many meds in your system, you don't even know what drug is causing it. Because you take them twice a day sometimes, and it gets very confusing. And for the person that loves them, it's hard to understand because the the mental state, your personality changes so much throughout the day. And it's it's very confusing. I call it the confusion method. Pretty soon you can't even, like, you're out of it (laughs) yourself. In the beginning, my mom mom was saying, well, you know, it's the people because she read the pamphlet at the at the ward it's the people that don't take their medications consistently that have the problem and and then it wasn't until she came and visited me after I was on five and she'd been away from me for so months and so many months and she saw the state I was in and that's when she knew that's a bunch of bull and that mm-hmm. and that I needed to get off and she was actually the one that kind of brought me the book one of the books um from um Peter Bregan Dr. Peter Bregan I believe is his name um and it was about a lot of that being a myth, a lot of what we're taught about mm-hmm. this, the chemical imbalance and that you need these meds for that. And it's a different approach. I mean, I, I know we kind of got to tread lightly here because there are so many people that really do believe and feel that their medications are helping them. But if there's any, any one of you out there that feels like maybe that's not true and you want off, I just really suggest taking a really, really slow taper and looking into some support groups and that there is a way to get off um, very slowly and safely. Um, And I didn't even know what the word taper was. I've learned so much because I work with people that sometimes I can't get through to them. And I I, I realize that when they're on a a list of antidepressants and such, their third eyes close. And that's how I kind of came across this. They just aren't, they're numb, they're numb. And I think what Angie said is the first thing go, if you're thinking of taking medication, research it, read everything, reach out to one of these Facebook groups and ask what's the side effects and how long are you supposed to take it? Most is like three months to four months. People have been on it for 10 to 20 years. Exactly. So we, 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 the drugs are there for when we need them and there's tragedy and things that happen and grief we're moving through, but they're not there for a lifetime. That's right. That's right. And less is more. Absolutely. (laughs) Less is much more. And that's where I was lucky that I I only got put on, or I only allowed them to put me on low doses. I was on five, but they were low doses. And I think that's where I was still able to have a little light. It wasn't a 10-year keep taking and changing your meds. Because people change their meds, too. And I've seen my friend, she's bawling and crying all the time. She's mad at me. And I said, what is going on? She mentioned that they'd put her on two to try to get off one. 
I said, you need to get off of them right now because she wasn't herself. She literally wasn't herself and she was just crying all the time. So she did get off the one, but it's one of those things like if you don't have someone watching you and paying attention, if you're living alone, that's when tragedy can happen. And I think that Seth that's was right. alone. And I think people need to watch people, especially when they're tapering too, because there's those ups and downs. And, you know, I always say, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Or what's going on? And, but that support system. And I know that when you finally tapered and you were back to you, mm-hmm. you had some lights turn on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I now see the blessing in the storm um, because I was, I was kind of spit out at a better place. You know, I just feel like I have a better sense of who I am um, and that I'm looking, I'm looking more inward for my answers rather than out outward. And that was because I had to hunker down for so long in survival mode, you know, um, navigating this, this storm. And, and so a lot of the ways that I was before, I'm just no longer like it doesn't, I, I think I was trying to fit in into a box, um, for society or for people because, you know, the healing work that now I do, um, you know, not everybody's up for it. And some people might think it's strange. And, and so there was a part of me that was trying to shove down the beach ball. But what I realized was that those people that I was trying to fit in the box for, they didn't save my life. No. It was me. And, and so my truth is my truth. And I get to own it now. And it feels really good. And don't you think too, when, when the lights are turned off on you and then the lights are turned back on that clarity. Yes. And I believe the best healers I know have gone through the darkest of dark days and somehow they move through it. I, I, through the, through the grace of God or whatever you want to call it. That's how I move through mine. Miracles happened. Yes, Miracles happened. Absolutely. So, um, I guess what I'm, we're trying to say is like, make sure you go to these Facebook groups, make sure you read what the doctors give you before you put anything in your body that you don't know what it is, even an antibiotic. There's so many side effects to the medication. Sometimes they're, they're worse than the thing you actually have. So when they say on the label that um, antidepressants cause suicidal tendencies, it to me, the commercials, like, see my third eye, I, I hit it. My third eye is between my, I don't, I can't understand why you would take something that would actually cause the thing you're taking it for. So, and I've had way, we've lost way too many people at this point. So I have to speak up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've been sad. I've been wanting to take meds and I don't. So I, I'm still here and I get to tell mm-hmm. people's stories. So after the break, we're going to talk about the next thing you did when your third eye was clear and you were ready to go and you really rocked my world. <laughs> You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie in Kauai. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It'll make you happy when skies will gray. We love something. Aloha. Join me, Dina Marie, on the island of Kauai. Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun, interactive outings to some of my favorite places, sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. Go beyond the tour spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. Dina Marie, you've heard me talking about writing songs with Mr. Van Conner. 
Well, I'm happy to say that our album is out now. It's called Coming Back Again, and it features songs like Legacy of Green, Silent Universe, and the title track Coming Back Again. Our album Coming Back Again is now available for streaming and purchase at your favorite online retailer, including iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, and many more. Go to dina-marie.com. That's dina-marie.com for a full list of retailers. Watching the sunrise An ocean stands between us Look into the sky Think of second chances Look into the past A thousand miles between us Bored with the other stations, hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. So if this world gets too much, no place to Thank you for joining us this morning. I am in Kauai, Hawaii, downtown Kapa'a in Dolphin Touch Wellness Center, and I'm talking with Don McDaniel. And uh, I had uh, my friend Deidre, who we did healing work with years and years. They thought she was going to die. She had all these issues, and uh, eventually she was off her medication. Um, she did get her breast removed. She just had a beautiful baby. She's getting married. But, you know, what was it, like five years ago they had written her off. And so when you were... Um, investigating yeah. about your breast implants, what did you find out? Well, I really wasn't doing any investigation. Okay, how did that I just stumbled upon the story, and instinctually I knew that I just had to get them out, but it was kind of scary because I had to face, there's no easy way to do that. You can't just, you know, twinkle your nose. <laughs> no. You've got to go under the knife and yeah. deal with these, you know, doctors again. And, and um, But but it, it, it appeared to me as though some of, when I started looking into the effects... Um, that I still had a lot of the, the side effects that can go with. What's a side effect? What's a side effect of? Anxiety, and even intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, she had an autoimmune thing. A they lot just of auto, uh, autoimmune stuff. Um, but I think insomnia was still, and anxiety were still my main issues. Um, yeah. And once I got them removed and saw that the intrusive suicidal ideations went away. Clearly, it was because of those, you know, uh, foreign toxic objects in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Next to your heart. Yeah. And I and I may have been able to clear the pneumonia, um, you know, that I originally had if I hadn't had those sitting on my chest mm-hmm. also. So that was something to think about. Um, your immune system is oh very gosh. low. Yeah, it totally affects the immune system. When I when I chose my, my implants, I thought I was choosing the safest type, which was saline. But what I've learned is that it's the casing that begins to break down. Um, And maybe some types of people, like um, genetic makeup, can process or eliminate toxins better. But it appears as though my my system is one that doesn't do that as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that... um, And so what's the casing made out of? Silicone. Silicone. Yeah. And so that silicone's in your body, and your body loves you so much. It's trying to keep you healthy and do what it can. So toxicity, toxicity is when 
you know, maybe you um, ate the wrong foods for years and years and years, and maybe your immune system is low, it can only take so much. Right. Your body's perfect. Right. It's always right. working for us, not against us. So when you took the um, antibiotics, it probably was just way too much. Yep. Circuit overload. Circuit overload. Circuit overload. And for the doctors to come in, and I guess, you know what I would say? I really do like my intuitive Reiki energy work because sometimes I just have a feeling and it turns out to be what's going on with this person. I've even had a sense of something wrong in a certain area and it was cancer. So, yeah. you know, I'm not saying I'm woo-woo or anything, but gosh darn it, it's we have to have our intuition intact. And sometimes a book will open, like for Deidre, yeah. she's getting her hair done and this magazine article's there and she's it just told her everything she needed to know to know but she also was off her medication she was doing all her inner work she was learning yeah. reiki she was um, she actually got divorced and she was with a man who really loved her she she was living her life authentically and mm-hmm. she's being herself so the universe flipped open a, a page yeah. she had time to read it yeah. and it changed her life yeah. plus it took courage she had to take a loan absolutely. out yeah, to absolutely. get these out <laughs> I know. yeah it's um, not cheap and yeah it's not cheap and and there it, it needs to be taken out a particular way and again, Facebook groups helped me with that. There's a group um, now, it's called um, Healing Breast Implant Illness on Facebook, and it's very helpful. They have a list of doctors that have designated their practice now for just explantation. Um, so there are now a handful of doctors only explanting. They're no longer implanting. Um, I chose to have my surgery done in Colorado um, because I had help there after, and um, I, I found a a surgeon that was willing to not even give me antibiotics in the IV wow. or um, after. And mm-hmm. so I felt really comfortable with her, and she did a great job. Um, at, like I said, as soon as the anesthesia um, wore off, I, ha- I have not had a, a an, an intrusive suicidal ideation since, and it's been a year. Again, I'm going to go, because uh, she's a part of a Facebook group, and that's what she went back and forth, bantering with people. She got all the information she needed to make the right decision, but it was too obvious. It was so obvious that that was causing it. And now, are they saying, are they stopping that? Is Are doctors saying no more to it because we know that it... it no. No. Oh my gosh, there's too much money in it. Too much money in it. So a lot of this goes right down to the it's it's worth a, a lot of money to them yeah. and then they you don't you can't go sue the doctor later on I'm sure you sign things they're and... saying there's that there was no proof so my doctor was up she she admitted or or was able she was at the place of saying yes she's seen that some women have a bad reaction with them um, but she's not claiming that well you know, she can't no yeah yeah so well, she's and still maybe both at, at first when they first started people thought there wasn't but now we know there there is and uh, again with the benzodiazepine there's so many groups angie peacock there's medicating normal the movie coming out uh what's a couple more of the breast um breast implant or healing breast implant illness is a group um on facebook and it's actually my fastest growing group that i'm in yeah when i got in it was like fifty thousand. now it's eighty thousand. Eighty. 000. i mean it's just growing like crazy women are beginning to wake up about this they're connecting the dots and um you know to find out like oh i'm not crazy or oh my gosh to finally find a solution and get them removed i mean women, and not to take the drugs for all these side effects that happen to be something that you could pinpoint because really that's what happened she she was like a guinea pig and she was taking so many drugs to get something fixed and that caused all those other side effects and so coming off the meds again her the lights went on she started doing some like investigating but also she had an intuitive hunch that these hunches started bringing her to the right doctor and i also say set your intentions 
for health, for um, healers that or doctors that are competent, who will listen, mm-hmm. who research and stamp with the who times, are open. and open, open-minded, open and learn from the people going through it. You know, don't totally just trust your doctor. You've got to reach out a little bit and do a little work outside of that system um, with all of this, with with all of the medications um, and breast implants as well. So yeah, Facebook groups, um, uh, you're getting the information. Be- and I want to just talk to somebody who's thinking of getting implants. I want to talk to a woman who is sad or having some issues, who's going to their doctors and they're asked, saying, hey, why don't you take a benzodiazepine or why don't you take this for sleep or whatever. Read, read and read and then go on a group and ask somebody who's been through this how it affected them. We're all different. I know that. But I literally, if I have one cause right now is is that, is because I'm seeing too many lives be destroyed. Here in Kauai, we, my arm hairs, my, yeah. they call it chicken skin. Yeah. But we lost a young man mm-hmm. to suicide who was doing just fine until he had a divorce. He took some medication. He was drinking and he had a breakdown, took him to a, a, a psych ward. And a month later, the boy's gone. And Seth Yamamoto is when we play I Live Kauai, which we'll be playing during this uh, show beautiful young man musician and talented and it took a very short time before it just didn't work for him but let's talk about feelings and emotions and and what was going on with him is that he was divorced and and it was because she was very upset with him playing music and and he needed to come home and not be out playing music but i i work with musicians you know mm-hmm. last uh, week was with van connor we all have this thing that, that brings us joy or we all have a purpose or a passion and when we live with that what is mine was rock reading believe it or not and exercise those are the two things that bring me more joy now I have grandkids so I can put that in their way above that but yeah. there's those things and that's what I call lift your spirits you find that mm-hmm. thing you start doing it again your chakras open which is your um, inspiration your imagination creativity you open your heart to other people you start acting on your ideas and that's when you guys that's what you guys did you took action and you're sitting with me again two years later and you couldn't be sitting here any earlier because your story hadn't evolved yet and I thought of that because um, I wouldn't have been able to handle the explantation any earlier like it needed to come to me at that time it was been too much to handle Mm -hmm. So it came in the right timing. Um, and I was already on my healing path. Um, I surrendered into moving into my healing work, which I had been in re- resistance um, to before because it's, it's not the easiest of paths. Um, but now after this whole journey and, and um, getting slammed so hard and, and having to navigate that truth, you know, it's the truth of who I am, and I and I know it's true. Um, Can about, I ask why why you got the implants? I well, yeah, I just wanted my nursing groups back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I was an aerobics instructor, and I had I'll be honest. My doctor said Dina, like he you, know, you get that breast exam and the, you know the whole thing after you have a baby, and she goes he felt sad for me because <laughs> he, he was like Dina I'm sure the fat will come back I'm sure you'll be fine you know and at that time I was ultra thin so you know I didn't have any body fat yeah. and um I'm, I have I, they're fine now because I've gained a lot of weight but you know I'm a lot, a lot more voluptuous there's more of Dina to love that's what I got at the Hindu temple today <laughs> but okay. you know it's one of those things I'm looking in the mirror and I'm not liking myself and I think I'm inadequate and this is when I taught aerobics I had no body fat and I was like you know yeah. I now I look back I'm like I, I looked amazing and may, yeah. maybe too thin yeah. But my self-esteem was so low. Yeah. 
you know, and, and now my self-esteem is, is, is fine. I, I have days, you know, yeah. but I really, I never say bad things about my body because yeah. I know body-mind yeah. connection, right? That's right. I hate, you know, I used to hate my nose. I used to never look in the mirror. Yeah. And if I did, I said something horrible to myself. Mm. Your body listens to everything that comes out of your mouth or the thoughts you, th- well, really the thoughts you think. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's, there's something that happened inside you to be able to just be you again. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I, I would say I chose the breast implants because I had always felt like a boy. I always felt like I had a boy figure. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I nursed that I felt like a real woman. And, um, like, I had those curves. And I liked them. Wow. You know? <laughs> I liked them. And, yeah. I, and I wanted, I, I just thought they were, ah, I had never had any health issues. And I thought they were safe. And yeah. so I went ahead and, and did it. And, you know, I, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for that, for that young woman that, that had to go down that road. But... I definitely see the blessings now and, and here you are yeah. <laughs> you are and I I know you're in my life for a reason and when we come from come back from break I want to talk about our, our future and, and what That's comes good. out of us yeah. having self-esteem and loving right. ourselves you're listening to lift your spirits in Kauai stay tuned we'll be right back Longing for deep transformation? If so, join Lisa Flowers and Jamie Starr at the Lodge at Cedar Springs in Cedro Woolley for their personal transformation intensive retreat. Learn how to release the past and create the life you love in a conscious community. Say yes to one weekend per month for five months starting October 11th and change your life. Visit Personal Transformation with Lisa Flowers and Jamie Starr on Facebook or call 425-864-7145. Invest in yourself today. Are you looking for a place to plan your next gathering or retreat? If so, the historic Captain Whidbey Inn, located on Penn Cove on beautiful Whidbey Island, is waiting for you. At the Captain Whidbey Inn, you can step back into time and enjoy a 100-year tradition of outstanding waterfront dining and lodging. The Inn is an ideal setting for retreats, conferences, family reunions, and other gatherings. With a variety of historic and modern accommodations, the Inn offers original log-walled rooms, the romantic privacy of the waterfront cabin, or the modern conveniences of the larger lagoon rooms. One of the great things about the Inn is that one doesn't need to travel far in any direction to enjoy the feeling of getting away from it all. Your group can enjoy fine dining at the inn with a spectacular view that includes Mount Baker, bird watching, and marine wildlife. For more details on planning your next retreat, conference, or overnight stay, visit CaptainWidby.com. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Open my face, beautiful ocean. 
Aloha and welcome back. You're in Kauai, Hawaii with Dina Marie and I'm talking to Dawn McDaniel and I met her through uh, Dolphin Touch and we did a chakra reading, some Reiki, attended a few classes and at the time I could say your um, prescription was to basically, I think it was to be authentic, to kind of start doing the work you came here to do. Yeah, I would have to say that. And be brave. True. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Courage has been, has been my little um, mantra going into the surgery um, but before any of this happened any of it happened I had been I had known my whole life you know I'd always been on a path of like um, trying to become a better person wanting to help people it's always been my nature um, but there was a part of me um, that's been drawn to a little bit more alternative stuff and I had gotten some criticism um, via people that I cared about and so there was a part of me that was wanting to you know, fit into a box or take an easier route. And, and I would say the biggest lesson in this for me has been um, that, you know, I had to learn to trust myself and navigate so um, fiercely, you know, through this storm. And that those people and society that I was trying to fit in the box for, they weren't the ones that saved my life. It was actually me and my truth. Um, you know, it was me um, coming from that still point inside. Um, that's where I got my strength, and 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 then discovering, you know, just my true connection, you know, to God, Creator, Source, whatever you like to call it, um, and that ultimately that has to come first before we can move out into the world and share with other people. Um, but as I as I was coming out of the storm, um, I came across a, a shamanic healer. And she did a session on me and she said right as I got off the table that her husband teaches this work and that she thought I might be interested in that and so I, I had a session with him and continued to follow through with learning the work and it was about a year and a half training <laughs> and as as that work helped me to put back my pieces and incorporate you know everything that I learned and and kind of bring back to me what I wanted to be rather than all of my programming or agreements that I had. Um, it's just been profound. And, and so now I'm, I'm doing healing sessions for people and it's, it's so lovely to be able to give back in that way and to be able to hold the space for somebody going through something that is, you know, um, treacherous or um, scary or hard or painful. I, I, I couldn't have done it without the agony that I've been through without the um, and that's it they make the best healers you go through stuff you, the phoenix you, you go through yeah, stuff you go it's a dark night the dark night and it, as you rise it's very slow and, and when you get you're never at the top because you're always learning every yes. day but there's a point where you have wisdom mm -hmm. and that wisdom can never be taken away from you and if you can share that wisdom and it could be like you know man write songs I, I like to do um the, the show but telling your story so other people can learn yeah. and they can maybe get a little uh, glimpse of their own light and then have the courage yeah. and I say it's like getting on the you know the dance floor feeling where you're sitting there yeah. and that song's playing yeah. that's what life is all about and you have to have that courage to get up there on the dance floor all by yourself yeah. dance alone to your own yeah. the chicken dance <laughs> whatever I, it is I call it leaning into that fear because just on the other side is where the goodness lies mm -hmm. okay. how did I get here I was scared blah 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 I was yeah, so afraid yeah. and I still had so many synchronicities and so many voices it was still I still had my connection because I was doing my healing work and I was yeah. doing Reiki yeah. 
and said, you've got to get on that plane. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done. And I did it, got here, didn't know anybody. And I'm sitting here now because I, I did get on the dance floor. Because you trusted. I, I don't know if I trusted or I just know that voice is always right. Yeah. My voice always goes back and forth, second guesses. It might even like say you can't do it. But that one still, that's, it's short and sweet. And if you're in a good space, like we're running or we're walking or in nature or we're doing a Reiki session and it's just clear, it's to the point, this is the day, get on the dance floor. This is the day, pick up the phone and make that call. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's people that I, I don't really want in my family because I'm so happy with the people I have. But if I had that small, still voice say, today's the day, give them a call. And, and I've had it happen and I call them. They're right at that point where they're, they're right for me to have that relationship open again. And, and if I try to fix it, it just doesn't work. It never has. And um, I think we all start out as fixers and people pleasers and we kind of lose ourselves in the process. Yeah. And so that's where I was that day when I got on that plane. And every time I come back here, I and it's just because I'm retreating, right? I'm getting out of my normal life and I'm finding little bits of myself, pick it up, take it back to the mainland. And then whether I'm teaching it or just talking to somebody like a kid on the bus, you know, yeah. You have uh, wisdom and something yeah. to offer, and that's where you I can see yeah, you've grown absolutely. a lot. I'm, I'm not looking for the strength outside myself anymore. I think first decades, I always thought somebody else had had it more figured out than I could ever, and that I was always looking for somebody to to help me. Mm -hmm. And and it's not until I've surrendered um, to really accepting God, really um, on a on a level of awareness. Right? We are we're all connected, but it was my awareness about it. Um, and, 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 and having think, that relationship that, that has given me so much strength. And I think that's when you find the good teachers. When you are, remember, oh, you complete me, complete me that movie, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate that. She goes, you complete me or whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. If you're yeah. working your, your energy and your whole person, you're going to find the perfect teacher. And that person is going to stay in your life for a certain amount of time. But if you're missing, mm -hmm. especially your throat chakra or your power chakra, you'll find teachers that kind of take your money. Yeah. So that throat chakra, yeah. where you were talking about the thyroid, yeah. that's your throat chakra. Women have issues, you said, connected to their breasts, thyroid issues. Yes. That was something Speaking. that I don't think we mentioned on the recording, but um, that was something that came to mind. That that's one of the, um, the implications of having breast implants is thyroid issues. And the mind-body connection. Louise Hay, yeah. you can heal yeah. your life. Yeah. I work with women who's to start writing. They express themselves. They might tell the person next to them how they really feel. It might be their boss. Whatever it is, when they start speaking from their heart and how they feel. And I just told you, I have a few people. I have some, some I'm right there. I got to get that voice back. And I've got to say it in a way that's just, just the facts, ma'am. But it's practice, practice, practice. And self-love is one of the most important things. It says yes to you. You use your voice to say yes to Dina Marie. Yes to dawn, and you say no when you want to say no. Yeah, that's right. That's and there's right. no guilt. Stepping back and taking <laughs> care of yourself. Yeah. Yep, taking self-care 101. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so if I ever did come here, I spent the first week doing my own thing. I disappear, no one knows where I'm at. It's because I, to be full, to be a teacher or a healer, or to just be a good mom, you have to be full, or at least have three quarters. <laughs> yeah. When you run yeah, on empty, that's what right. happens? That's right. Yeah, you have to keep that connection. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so I think I had rheumatic fever at a time when, and I was not taking care of myself whatsoever. I had no voice. It was a naturopath after going to 25 doctors who were doing nothing but medicate me. I went to a naturopath because I don't have any money and there's no insurance for this guy. I walk in, Dr. Morris, Michael Teo, beautiful man. I walk in, it's $200. He says, Dina, so what do you do all day? 
I told him I was killing myself. I had job after job, nursing, three kids, taking care of a business. And he goes, you need to stop it. You're, you're killing yourself. And I, I have no one ever told me that, that you do too much because I'm the people pleaser. Yeah, I literally quit one or two of my jobs. I started saying no. I got better. And that man changed my life. Because it he was gave me, you permission. <laughs> permission to stop and to love myself. And, you know, I was at that point where I was, I could have died, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, praying helps. But again, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't take medication and I've been sad. I've been yeah. depressed. It yeah. was, it was nature, mother nature, of course, praying, getting out into the woods yeah. and people, yeah. random, beautiful human beings yeah. that have come into my life and said the right thing at the yeah. right time. Yeah. And exercise is a good those good endorphins working for you mm-hmm. and again with your diet if you're eating a crappy diet you're not going to feel good um, and now it's worse than ever I love Kauai again you come here and I can walk to the farmer's market I'm eating fresh fruit uh, and not everyone can come here but the, the farmer's markets go on till October in, in our area but diet nutrition uh, the mental uh, diet and know. finding something that brings you joy and just keep feeding that just keep doing that and building on it and how can people reach you well, you can find me on Facebook, um, Andara Dawn Healing. It's the best way. Spell Andara. A N D A R A D A W N Healing on Facebook. Or you can email me at andaradawn at gmail.com. And I say the best way is just go to the Facebook page, like yep. it. Yep. Uh, if they had any questions, I'm sure you would message them oh, back. Oh, absolutely. And I would love to help anybody. Anybody who wants to feel better. Well, and yay, Kauai. And she's also a friend of mine on Facebook. So you can go to Dina Marie and, and like Don McDaniel there. Uh, I will be home soon. <laughs> it's been a beautiful uh, trip here. I will be back uh, this winter, uh, fall, winter. Uh, if you'd like to come to Kauai and maybe meet Don uh, or Jeannie or go on that bike path ride with me, uh, swim in the ocean, I could go on and on and on, walk across the street and dance with me at the yeah. Paniola Grill. Uh, you can go to dina-marie.com. You can like lift your spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook. You can like me on Instagram, Dina Marie 444 Or you can reach out to Jeannie here at dolphintouch.org. And if I'm not here, you can come out and uh, visit her. It's a beautiful place to stay. Um, I guarantee that you will uh, have your spirits lifted Absolutely. here That's in Kauai. Place. Well, um, thank you for coming out and... Yeah, the traffic, you, well, that's why you talk to us first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for having me, Dina. It's delight, delightful to see you again. All right. Yeah. Come back next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. You feel good, I